You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. with the Cracked Back Block Show, giving you a special bonus midweek uh, snack, so to speak. Um, I'm joined by Michael Preston of the uh, Coog, what is, what is it? The Coog Center Hour podcast, CoogCenter.com, all kinds of fun. So we do all kinds of stuff over there. That is kind of fun. Yeah, relatively speaking. <laughs> What is the state of the fanhood over there at uh, at Washington State? Uh, uh, some ups I mean, and downs. Uh, yeah, I mean, confused to say the least. I mean, I think everybody's kind of you know relieved that Saturday was a pretty, I mean, pretty resounding butt whooping of Colorado. And I mean, those poor guys they haven't had a they haven't had an easy go of it coming to Pullman the last three times. It's been raining and cold and miserable so um i think we're doing okay um still a little kind of like taking it week to week here because of the ucla game the utah game i think i felt a little better after the arizona state game although that was one they really should have won um so four and three is probably about a game behind where i expected them to be but if you had told me at the beginning of the year that they were going to be four and three at this point, it probably wouldn't have surprised me too much. I think we all kind of thought this year would be a bit of a down year, especially if you really caught lightning in a bottle last year. So, um, okay, feeling better. I'm glad they won. Let's put it that way. If they didn't, we'd probably be at like DEFCON a billion at this point. So how, how critical then is it for uh, Max Borgie to, to get going in order for the air raid to be successful because we all think think the air raid see the air raid and think that you're just gonna have four guys getting uh 100 yards of receiving uh each right. game. but uh in and especially in the utah game when max borgie and the running game in general is locked up what is your perception of his uh, his importance in the air raid system well, I think it's it's the running back has always kind of been really important to the air raid, right? Because I mean, even if you are going to throw the ball seventy-five to eighty percent of the time, you still need the threat of a run being there. And I, I can't remember another Washington State podcast like went back and looked. And I mean, like in the history of Mike Leach running the air raid at both Tech and at Wazoo now in his eighth year, and I can hardly believe he's been at Wazoo for eight years. But um, basically the more successful the running back is, the more successful his teams are. And I think if the running back crests like a hundred yards on the ground in a game, he's won like 80% of the time when that happens. So it's actually pretty darn important for the running back to get going in the running game, but also in the passing game. Uh, last year, the F position, which is the running back, what they refer to in the passing game, touched the ball um, over 30, uh, over 30% of the downs, offensive downs. So, um, Gardner Mitchell was a little more willing to check down to James Williams and Max Borgie last year. Anthony Gordon hasn't shown he's 
quite as adept at doing that or willing to do that. But it is pretty darn important to get the running game going. Borgie got stuffed up a little bit against Colorado, but he also broke a couple of really big runs. I know he had one for 48 yards and a touchdown. And I think he had another one over like 30 yards in that game. So he finished with over 100 yards against Colorado. And that's kind of what you're looking for in terms of success and really getting, you know, the most out of this offense is that these guys or that Borgie gets going and that he's able to, um, to find some success on the ground. Against ASU, they were okay because um, even though Borgie didn't really get going, the receivers really out-athleted and out-toughed the ASU secondary, and Gordon really didn't have a bad throw all day. Well, he had one, but um, so it, the, the long and short of it is the running backs need to get going. Borgie is probably the best running back Mike Leach has had. He's probably the best running back at Washington State since Jerome Harrison, so it's a good thing to have. Whether he can do that against Oregon, we're going to find out on Saturday. I'm not as confident, um, but again, definitely the most talent they've had at that position in a very long time. Does Max Borgie own a Corgi? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but he should. Actually, I think he did a feature, like a short one with Pac-12 Networks. I can't remember which guy on the team was his roommate, but they adopted like a, like a golden retriever or something. I think every guy in college now has a dog. I didn't know that was a thing when I was in college 10 years ago. Uh, but apparently, like, dogs are just, like, a thing every college kid has now. But, I think, yeah, I think they adopted – I'm pretty sure it's a golden retriever. It would have been much better to be on brand with a corgi, though, just for the rhyming. You're right. So, going into the season, uh, it was, like, two or three weeks before the season started. It looked like Gage Gubrud was going to – is that how you say it? Gubrud? Gubrud, I Gubrud? think. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard, like, four different things. It's, it's kind of – I, I say Gage Gubrud. That's that's as close as I've ever gotten. I like saying it backwards as Durbug, but <laughs> uh, so it looked like uh, Gage uh, Gubrud was going to be the starting quarterback by all reports, and then all of a sudden, the the very first game, Anthony, this guy Anthony Gordon steps into the starting role and really yeah. hasn't looked back. Um, do you have any insight about uh, what what happened? What set him apart from Gage? Uh, I mean, I think my feeling is that, you know, Gordon had been in the system for, you know, four years. Um, his arm strength is probably better than Gabrud's. Um, he's not as mobile as Gabrud is. Um, so that's kind of the one knock on him. I, and I will say, I thought Gabrud was going to start as well because he came from Eastern and kind of like Gardner Minshew, I, you know, I don't mean to compare the two, but... Minshew had starting experience for as bad as it had been at East Carolina and briefly at Troy. He at least started college football games before. Same thing with Gabrud. Anthony Gordon hasn't started a game since he was at City College in San Francisco. Um, but he just, he came out and really impressed everybody. And, you know, last year when Mike Leach said it was an open competition, we all kind of thought he was full of crap, and he was. Um, as it turns out, he wasn't this year when he said it was an open competition. So I think what he saw was a guy who had a better grasp on the air raid and a better arm and better able to deliver the balls that need to be delivered to make this offense successful. I will point out too, Gabrud had a knee injury through spring ball that basically allowed him to practice twice. And then he wasn't healthy again until the summer, whether that had anything to do with it or not, we're never going to know that's going to be a question left for the ages, but I think at least it maybe had a little to do with, you know, Gabrud was just always going to be, behind where Gordon was so 
Gordon got the experience and he's got the better arm strength. And really that is what Mike Leach is looking for in this offense. He's not as concerned with mobility. He's concerned with arm strength and accuracy. And I think Gordon probably from day one had, had the advantage there. Uh, what would it take for Mike Leach to be on the hot seat? Ooh, I mean, a lot, probably. Um, you know, we, we've talked about before on, on my show and on the website, you know, to win at Washington State, you kind of have to have this unique system. And Mike Leach's system is pretty unique. You've got to be able to live on the margins and not necessarily find diamonds in the rough, but find players that aren't wanted by, you know, the Oregons and the Washingtons of the world, but you can still be successful. It's kind of the same thing Tony Bennett did when he was coaching the basketball team. Um, I mean, I, really what you're talking about is multiple losing seasons in a row, probably. Um, if they dropped every game they had left to play, I think there would be a lot of very upset fans, but I certainly wouldn't be ready to have him be fired. Um, another season like that, though, and he would probably be on the hot seat, if not out the door. Um, it, it's going to take a lot because, you know, and Washington State, football success is hard to come by. He's shown he can be successful um, the last five years, or four and a half years, rather, because um, 14 was an abomination season. Um, but he's shown he can be successful in, a, you know, in Pullman. So coaches like that are really difficult to come by. Pat Chun, the athletic director, seems to have hit a home run with his basketball hire. We'll see if Kyle Smith works out. But – yeah, it would take an awful lot. They're paying him a lot of money right now, and a lot of that contract is guaranteed. So um, we're already paying a basketball coach you know very well a lot of money to not coach at Washington State, and I don't <laughs> think you want to pay another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Nope. $11 million uh, to Ernie Kent. That's how much we're going to pay him. So thrilling. Right. But you, you wouldn't want to lose such a, a gem of an intellectual mind as Mike Leach, um, <laughs> as proven by his, uh, his war tactics and football strategy class he taught over the summer, which I believe was the most popular, most recommended, longest waitlisted class in Washington State, at least for a summer class. Um, uh, if... Uh, Mike Leach could teach you any class. What class would you most want to take from Coach Leach? Oh, man. I mean, the one, the one thing, you know, I, mean, I, I like the guy fine, but one of the things I like most about him is he's not like, you know, every other college football coach where, you know, I'm only focused on football. I'm like, no, you, every single person in the world has interests outside of their work, and, you know, he obviously has those interests. Um, man, because he's interested in, like, so much stuff. Uh, okay, like weirdly, like when he gets asked, like so every week they have like a student submitted question for him to answer. And it's usually, you know, like what, you know, like good first date recommendations or, you know, other stuff like that. I would love him to teach like a home ec class <laughs> because he like the way he talks about, you know, like where to take your girlfriend on her first date or, you know, what to cook and, you know, all this other stuff. I think he'd probably, like, if we got, like, more into it, like, what's his favorite thing to cook, what's, you know, like, what's a good interest rate on a home loan, you know, all that other stuff. Like, I think he'd probably be pretty good at doing that. And he also has a tendency to show up late for stuff, so you're probably not going to have to be in class too much as it is anyway. So uh, I think he was, like, late to his presser by, like, an hour today, so... Uh, yeah, I, I would say home, home economics, but I would love to just see him in an apron baking a pie. I think that that would just 
after that, I could I could probably die a happy camper. Mike Leach in an apron is not a image I will shortly get out of my head. Thank you. <laughs> not, nor I, and I'm very happy I suggested mm. that. Uh, what's Washington State really excited about? Like, what are the fans uh, kind of talking about that the rest of the nation isn't? I think this offense. I think, you know, they had a really rough go of it against the Utah, but then again, most teams do. Um, it was raining. It was windy as all heck down there when they were in Salt Lake City. Um, and they were coming off a pretty demoralizing loss um, to UCLA. I mean, th this offense is really just... It is full throttle. It's probably the best offense Mike Leach has had since he was at Washington State. Um, really, the only one that comes close is probably last year's offense. Um, but even then, um, the stable of receivers was not as good last year. I think in some ways, Anthony Gordon is a better quarterback than Gardner Minshew. Um, on the field he is not necessarily you know Gardner Mitchell had those, those leadership qualities that team needed so much last year but um Borgie is the feature back he is arguably better than James Williams the offensive line is very good um there's a reason why SP plus makes them the number four offense in the country they are really really good offense and they are high octane and I mean they are 10 receivers deep at that position um, so I, I, I think I, w I would love to see more people talk about this offense. I can understand why they don't because this football team overall, because you have to include the defense is not very good. Um, so I, I think I'd love to see that a little bit more. And I, I, I don't think a lot of people know how good, um, the receiving core is at Washington state. It'll take a little hit next year when Des Patman and Aesop Winston graduate after this year. But for right now, they are legitimately 10 guys, 10 guys on that roster could start um, at the positions where they're on the depth chart. So I, I think from that standpoint, they're very, very good. What's your best Martin Stadium story? <laughs> um, I think my favorite, and this will go back a ways, um, but it was in 2008 when both Washington and, Oregon and Washington State were just god-awful. And they played what uh, is now lovingly referred to as the Crapple Cup. Uh, Washington State was, of course, 1-10 coming into the game. And Washington was 0-10. And, and they were playing – Cal was pretty good that year. And they were playing Cal the next week. So you knew if Washington State beat them, you were dooming them to 0-12. And, and they, of course, went to overtime. And Niku Grassu kicked a game-winning field goal. And the rush of people onto that – I was down on the sideline because I was reporting on the team at the time. And just the rush of people and the delirium and the screaming and the cheering was incredible that because you were 1 and now 2 and 10. And the reason you were so happy was your rival was going to be 0 and 12. You had doomed them to that. And there is just – it's up there for, you know, in, in – for eternity in college football that that is on there. So I think that was my favorite moment. Honestly, last year, Martin Stadium for the Oregon game after game day, was it was just a great atmosphere, and that was a lot of fun. USC in 2017 is probably a bronze medal for me, too. That was a great football game, and um, them strip-sacking Darnold at the end to, to seal it was was pretty cool, too. So that, that, would, be my, that would be my top three. I didn't, I didn't give you one. I gave you three. Oh, man, such a good deal. I know, so generous. Um, 
So we're on the precipice of college basketball season here. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of brought up the uh, the team earlier, and uh, I was wondering, like, what's the what's the outlook um, there in, in Pullman for the best? Um, you know, better. I think um, it'd be hard to get worse. Um, I, I like the hire, Kyle Smith. Um, he's into analytics. He's into data. Um, and I think the most important thing, really, is that even if it doesn't work, there's a direction. You know, there, he has a very clear plan for what he wants to do, for how he's going to do it. And if it works, fantastic. If it doesn't, that sucks. But at least what we can say at the end of the day was this person had a plan. They, they wanted to stick to it. And this is the direction they wanted to go with it. Um, I think they'll be a little bit better this year. I don't think they finish last in the conference. I still think 10th or worst is probable for them. C.J. Ellaby is going to be a really special player once he gets another year of seasoning under him. Um, and I want to see what kind of recruiting classes Kyle Smith can bring in as well. Uh, but I think they'll be better. Um, Smith is certainly more in that Bennett mold of having a system where he doesn't necessarily need the athletes that Ernie Kent would have needed to be really successful. And that's kind of what you need to be good in Pullman. They just don't have the facilities. And of course, Pullman's Pullman. So um, it's just always going to be hard to get kids there. So um, better than last year. Um, I'll be watching more. I'll be going over for Clay Thompson's Jersey retirement in January. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, uh, still not excellent. We're kind of putting all, we're putting most of our eggs in football. We'll put it that way. What should Oregon be the most nervous about? Uh, the receivers, I think. Um you know, Oregon's defense is obviously excellent, um, but I think Washington moved the ball pretty decently against them on uh, this past Saturday. Um, Eason had some guys open. I, w- I wasn't watching too terribly closely at the bar. I was more concerned with keeping my beer glass full, but um, it seemed like Washington moved the ball okay against Oregon. I still think it's the second-best defense um, they'll have seen all year uh, so far. So the wide receivers can be physical. Um, they aren't too scared of man defense like they were earlier in the year. I think that's part of the reason UCLA was able to come back was they started throwing man looks at them when they would seen mostly zone all year. Um, but really, it's the athleticism of these receivers. They really got rid of that issue with dropping passes they had against UCLA. I think they got really nervous in that one. So that's kind of gone. But again, it's just the most athletic group of receivers. I think Mike Leach has had at Wazoo. Um, from top to bottom. You know, I, I think previously you had cases where you had these really elite talents out there like Gabe Marks and like River Craycraft, but there was mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of cream at the top and then just kind of a lot of, you know, yeah, I mean, they're, they're okay. They're mostly fine underneath. But really from top to bottom this year, these kids, you know, they all bring something different to the table um, and they, they all are, are excellent at – that one really good attribute they bring to the table. So I think it's that wide receiving core, definitely uh, the thing you need to be most concerned about. What are you drinking these days? Uh, whatever gets me through Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, most, I'm mostly a Crown Royal guy myself. Uh, IPAs right now at this point of the year, but I'm looking forward to Stout, Porter, and Jubal Ale season. I'm a big fan of uh, Deschutes Jubal Ale, so mm. I'm looking forward to getting back into that um, here. In fact, it should be out by now, I think, so I might actually have to run to the grocery store after this to go get some, but... Uh, but yeah, no, uh, bourbon, mostly in terms of liquor, uh, and then, uh, Coors Light if we're in Pullman for the day, because it's a distance beer and uh, game day in Pullman's a marathon, not a sprint. So, um, I'm not looking to, you know, end the race at four in the afternoon, so to speak. 
Mm. That's the uh, the words of experience. Yes, through. yes. The words of a person who was who who went to a lot of football games in Pullman and spent a lot of years there. All right. Well, that is all I have for today. Um, is it? Do you have any any parting remarks? Um, thank you for last Saturday. You are thank absolutely you welcome. Our Just, pleasure. As as a coo who lives in Seattle, uh, wearing my Wazoo shirt into work on Monday uh, was very fun. So thank you again for that. Appreciate it very much. You're welcome. And go Ducks. Ha, ha, ha.